Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. so much, Anna, for joining us today. I'm delighted to have you on. You are a true inspiration as a fellow mother and uh, the work that you do. It's so meaningful and your capacity is multidimensional. So I'd love for you to share your story, um, you know, how you got to, to where you are, what it is you do. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. So my my name is Anna Bianchi. I'm an artist, illustrator, maker, designer, and I'm a mom of a very creative kid. So my life is, is pretty colorful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. But like, how did you know that you were creative? Like, what was it that, that led you to become the person that you are? So um, I'm originally from Mexico and I was born in a family where creativity was everywhere. My grandfather was an art collector. My mother was an amazing crafter and gardener. My grandmother was an awesome knitter, but basically there was just like color and creativity and art all around me. And when I was uh, five or four, I started bugging my mom with, I wanna take painting classes. I wanna be an artist. So I knew right away. And basically I started at that age and I never stopped. So, you know, I, I do both graphic design and branding and that kind of stuff. And then I do like a lot of things for little kids. Like I have a clothing line called Paper Girl Collection that is all about creativity and color and imagination for little girls. I design the fabrics and then I write children's books. And I'm basically all the time, I'm like making creative stuff that I'm excited about. Mm, that's so beautiful. And it sounds like creativity was also just part of the fabric of your life. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I was through grade school and middle school and all that, you know, if, if somebody in the school needed something illustrated, they would call me like if they needed a scenery for the play, I would make it and support it. <laughs> So, you know, when I went to um, university, when it was time for university, I wanted to go to fine arts. My parents said, nope, you need to get a career that you can have a job and make a living. So I went for graphic design. So literally my whole life, I've been in a creative field, whether it's on design or it's on art or, or I'm teaching art or, you know, just giving uh, speeches about how to be creative and how to tackle your creativity and how to spark that magic that comes with being creative. Mm, so beautiful. And I just want to say for our audience that, you know, people talk about branding and they think it's a logo and some graphics. And um, Anna and I had a call earlier uh, and it was it was really clear that she understands branding from a strategic perspective, which is kind of rare, you know, for somebody who's so creative that you have that capacity for understanding the strategy behind mm -hmm. the design and what the design communicates. Now, there's so many women in my community who struggle with branding because mm -hmm. it's not their thing. Um, but it, but I do want to just mention that it is so much bigger than just a logo and a design. You know, there's oh, definitely it just is so deep um, to go into all the aspects of 
what you represent, what your brand represents and, and how, to, how that is an expression um, of your authenticity, uh, your work and, um, you know, everything about you. Really Absolutely. Common. I mean, in, in my branding practice, in my design practice, you know, I take a client from coming up uh, with, you know, like the basis co- basic concept, like the DNA, like, you know, this thing mm-hmm. that is just words and concepts and sensations. Then, you know, we go through the whole visual aspect of a brand, which is the logo, but it's much more. It's the colors and the kind of photography and the kind of subject matter and the kind of any kind of application that they may need, depending on their nature. And then it also goes into intangible things, things that have to do with the experience of the brand. Like, how do you feel when you are in contact with that brand or why, mm. how do you want your prospective customers or clients or users to feel when they are in contact with these brands. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, you know, a much more multi-sensorial aspect than just, you know, the traditional thinking in terms of logo and name. Yeah. And um, a lot of you don't know this, but I actually came from the fashion industry myself. And when Anna was telling me about her children's collection, it was like really spectacular. So if you're looking for some, something, some, some, if you're looking, it sounds like each piece of your children's collection is like a piece of art in itself and has a story that goes with it. I mean, it's really spectacular what you've uh, dreamed up for this. Thank you so much. So, you know, it's funny because after years of working in these like big uh, branding projects for like high profile clients, I had this realization that, you know, my daughter was like two years old and I really wanted to do something with kids. And that's when I started making kids stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a parallel universe that I exist in. Mm. And uh, I came up with a concept for Paper Girl by putting together what I'm best at doing, which is, you know, this whole creative stuff and the illustration and the drawings with also something that I always wanted to do, which was like write children books. So for each dress that I designed, I would create like the artwork that goes on the fabric. And that artwork is not, you know, a typical like graphic uh, piece of art on a t-shirt. This is more like the illustrations that you would find in a children's book. And it has to do with the story that comes with the book. So most of the dresses come with a little actual three by five little multi-page storybook that kids can read. And and then, you know, again, I care so much about that wholesome experience around something I create, whether it's a brand project or a children's clothes line that, you know, kids get immersed into this little book. They read the story, they see the characters on their clothes or they see the artwork on their clothes. And, and it opens, you know, my goal is to open up, you know, spark creativity and, and open up their imaginations and connect them with, with the joy of being eternally curious to learn more and to discover more and to observe the beauty that is all around us. Oh, and that we should all adopt because oh, yeah. in our fast daily lives, we, we lose that sensation of, of connectedness, of curiosity and all the things you describe so eloquently. It's Absolutely. really, it's really key. I mean, I know so many people around me who are just feeling depleted and feeling like they just don't have time. And this not having time is like sucking all the joy out of life. I mean, I know we can all relate to that on some level. Oh, and, totally. and, and like, so I'm really into food. I'm a total foodie. 
And of course, healthy food tasting great, but that's like my canvas, you know, and I, I don't really even realize it. And it took me, um, you know, from other people providing feedback to me that it was like, oh, this is, this is creative. Not, not everyone does this. And so for me, like my mom and my sister are amazing artists and they paint, they sculpt, uh, you know, they, they, they do craft projects and their free time. Like they're, they're really into it. I always felt extremely inadequate. Um, with oh, them no, you say that because I know you know what like creativity people have this like misnomer that creativity or creative people are like the painters the writers right. the, you know uh, musicians you know people in the arts and while you know me and my fellow artists of all uh, kinds do tend to be you know more in contact with our creativity Everybody has like a creative uh, energy inside them that they just need to go and tap. And whether it's in the kitchen, and I'm a big foodie and I love to cook. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something really funny. I just cooked. I made an absolute purple soup and it, it was like mm. the most wonderful thing. And my kid wanted to take it to school to show the purple food, the <laughs> purple soup. I love it. Like with purple potato and purple cauliflower. And oh. the thing is totally purple. And when you put like a few drops of lemon, mm. you get these like bright pink uh, splotches. It's like mm. alchemy. But anyhow, <laughs> that's like, you know, art in the kitchen. And, 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 and I came up with a recipe and, you know, that, that's, that's that playfulness of dealing with ingredients comes from the same place of playfulness that I do with my paints or with my writing or, 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 or in the garden, like I love to garden as well. So, you know, people that are technically, officially, allegedly non-creative, all they need to do is try to tap into that place inside them where they find this absolute joy or they find this like blissful state of making something new. And creativity is nothing else than connecting two things that previously were disconnected. So whether it's ideas and words or a specific memory with something you're doing now with, you know, whatever, like things in the garden, things in the kitchen, things on the artboard, is you're just like finding a place where you can play with two ideas, connect them and create something new that brings you joy in the process and that will maybe surprise other people. Mm. You put it together. Like it's so simple. And I know at its base, it, it is really simple. And going back to what we were talking, I was speaking about earlier about busy lives. Oftentimes we forget to play and we forget to tap into our joy and it gets to be so far away. And it's only when, you know, our job comes into jeopardy or a relationship or a marriage comes into jeopardy, or we have like a, a depression that comes on that we, we start to say, okay, I've got to look at something. Something's missing. I've got to figure this out. Um, and oftentimes creativity just, it's like, it's not even uh, socially acceptable for adults to, to, to be creative if they're not a creative for their profession. And, and I'm just saying this is like, this is what is, you know, and um, it's been my experience that when we look at your whole life, right, how, you know, your food, your relationships, your career, your joy, your play, it's like most adults are like most efficient in those areas of joy and play. 
mm-hmm. and and experiencing life uh, in, through the eyes of all A W E. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to encourage our listeners right now to take a page from Anna's book <laughs> to try to tap into that which brings us joy. And it could be, I mean, most most adults are you know drinking alcohol or, or doing you know having sex that that's like that's their play. But but it's so much bigger than that. You know, um, to tap in and, and connect with our inner child to dance or you know it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think that's been my biggest learning is it doesn't have to look a certain way because I I always thought well it has to look like mom's painting or Allison's you know blah blah blah. That's my sister. Um, and it's silly, right? That comparison, it doesn't get us anywhere, does it? No, not at all. I think, you know, and also it doesn't have to be, creativity doesn't mean you have to make the Sistine Chapel every time you sit down to be creative. <laughs> There's little moments and, and it's, a, in a way, it's also sort of like a muscle that you exercise all the time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in color, for example. And one thing I love to, to do is, for example, when I used to do this when I was living in New York, I would do this all the time in the street or in the subway. I would sort of like think of, okay, color yellow. I'm sitting in, in the subway and it takes forever. And I think of color yellow. And then I open my eyes and I sort of like blur all the colors and just focus on finding yellow things. I mean, I'm not moving, I'm not doing anything and I'm stuck in a subway. But that exercise of finding yellow and finding yellow relationships between things is just like a like a mind game that A, exercises my eyes in terms of observing. It exercises my love of color because I'm mm-hmm. connecting all these things. But also I can make like playful relationships between one thing or another and come up with a little story. And, and, and this happened in a subway ride, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You can do that while being in nature, you know, yeah. like, okay, let, you know, we always tell our kids in, in the car, like when we are on a road trip, like, okay, let's find, let's see how many red cars we find. <laughs> you know, we can, we can elaborate those kind of like observation games for ourselves, maybe more complex than how many red cars, but, you know, and, and start tapping into those creative places. Another thing I do and I advise people to do for creativity is to have a little notebook with with lists, list of things you love, things, list of things you become interested. You know, just put words. Is like, you know, I'm interested in peacocks. I'm interested in fungi. I'm interested in sunrises. What is it about sunrises? Oh, sunrises are like different every day. <laughs> so you start connecting yourself with with those things that are not your job that somehow they spark joy and mm. they spark, you know, like, mm, what if I make a painting of a sunrise? What if I collected, I would find how many blue flowers I can find in nature or, mm. you know, and those little things really, they sound like, it sounds a little bit silly, but it's a good way to start like churning the creativity and churning observation and churning the playfulness that you were talking about in your imagination. Mm-hmm. And then one day you just start doing. 
Yeah, I love that churning analogy. They talk a lot about churning in the Vedic philosophy, and I'm very closely, um, you know, my lineage is is definitely uh, from what I've learned in education I've received, and they talk a lot about churning. And and that's actually, you know, how water comes to the surface of the earth in a way. It's kind of the vortex as it spins to the surface. It's the way our bodies work in terms of how we excrete and and the way our body works. There's like this churning Mm -hmm. um, constantly going on. I love that word. And no one ever uses it. I love that. Use that word. Because we do, it's like as adults, we kind of, um, we get so bogged down with responsibility that we, we don't, sometimes we have to kind of unveil those layers and get back to like, oh, you know, the, I, I, this was a lot of fun, whether it's, I don't know, it could even be moving your body. Mm-hmm. Right. There's so much uh, creativity for me, at least um, when I'm dancing or uh, just allowing the music to move me. Um Wonderful. Yeah. And then nature, I think for me, nature has got to be like one of the biggest, biggest things. Yeah. And so the consequence, I'll be honest, of not finding your creativity and not doing things that bring you joy is imbalance and Mm -hmm. imbalance causes a lot of problems in life, you know, Mm -hmm. and it usually results to like some level of unhappiness. And, and there's this like longing deep inside of us that's calling out for expression or calling out for satisfaction. And that can be satisfied oftentimes by reawakening the thing in you that is creative and joyful. It's really, you know, like, like you were saying, like people are like going crazy in their daily lives, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, and then one day they get laid off or one day the children leave the nest or one day they retire from the big job. And then if they don't, they, they, they have not tapped into their creativity before that, or they are, stum- you know, they stumble upon like an empty day. Like, what am I going to do with all this time? Mm-hmm. And being creative comes to the rescue in those kind of moments too. Mm, absolutely. And knowing, you know, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to have to become like a big career. It can be just at the level of a hobby. You know, nowadays it's so easy to learn a craft to learn, you know, there's like Skillshare's and all these kind of online classes. Everybody can learn how to make something from from the arts, from the crafts, from any aspect that that sparks that thing in them when they end up having the time to do it. Like I get it, not everybody has a full day of art making, but you know, when the time comes or in whichever time they have, it's really good for the soul mm. to use the, that that creative energy that we all have. Yeah. I love that. And I love the example you gave. You could do it, you know, literally just sitting in the subway, you know, you could do it on the way on your commute or when you have 10 minutes in between appointments, right? There's, there's always a time for it, but there has to be that intention and there has to be that excavation, you know, to find out what, where's my spark of joy? What, what, because, you know, when my daughter was little, I mean, it was so exciting to witness her. She was so creative. She was telling stories and painting and performing. And, you know, it was just, it was just constant. And we all have that in us still, you know, and that integration is so powerful. Um, if we can bring it into our lives and find its expression. And it's really sad because a lot of kids around the time they are 11, 12, they mm-hmm. start getting the outer messages yeah. that are super common that just like, 
chop the creativity. And those are the people that end up as an adult saying like, oh, I'm not so, I'm so not creative. Or I guess I'm, that's me. <laughs> and those are the people I want to bang in the head and, and tell them, go back to how you felt making art as a kid. And I love it. No, it's true. It's like, you know, snap out of it yeah. already. That's so funny. So, I mean, you're very busy as a mom, as a wife, um, also with your work. And um, I want to know, uh, and also our listeners, I'm always so curious about this question. What do you do to resource yourself? How is it that you fill your cup uh, when you're feeling depleted? So, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to, to, to work doing something I love, which is obviously this whole creative art making, etc. So that's already a job that doesn't leave me drained. Um, but I've been in that state. And, and, and even, even though I do what I love to do, there's moments where I need to just chill and calm and resource and, and, you know, refill myself. So the things I do, I mean, I do meditate. I've been doing Buddhist, um, practice, uh, Buddhist practice for many, many years. Not all the time, not every day, but as much as I can. And that's always like a good place to, to sit down, close my eyes and focus on my breath. That I can do anywhere, in the subway, in the garden, in the middle of, of a noisy situation, I can tap into that. So that's always something that centers me and calms me and, and it's really, really good source of, of, of um, resourcing my energies. The other two things I love to do is really nature, whether it's when I'm gardening. Um, during pandemic, I actually gardened a lot and I ended up doing a personal project uh, called Color Flora that, I mean, people see, can see in my Instagram and in my website. Um, but basically I, I spent five seasons, like the whole year, 18 months that we've been uh, limited in our uh, moving around, just finding whatever was growing in my garden, making color combinations with those flowers or leaves or fruits and photographing them. And that was like a, you know, it was almost like active meditation and observation. And that, that filled me in with a lot of bliss, a lot of joy, a lot of surprise, just from the beauty of nature. Um, also, I left New York City four years ago. Now I live in the Bay Area. And, you know, just like sunsets here are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And and I really make a point to sit down and, and, and be at awe of, you know, the oak that is in my garden, the sunset that is in, in a mountain in front of, of my house. And, you know, like actually making the point to sit down and observe it. Mm. And it can be just five minutes. And, you know, there's the obviously that like the super cheesy phrase, like take the time to smell the roses. <laughs> but I do smell roses and I do smell flowers and I do look at the, the light filters through the leaves of the trees. And those little moments, whether it's five seconds that I'm like very present and very aware of that little moment of, of magic or whether I sit down for half hour to meditate or to observe nature. Those are the kind of things that I always come back to. And the tickle fights with my daughter. <laughs> she knows how to make me laugh to the point of crying and how to make me cry to the point of laughing. Oh. And that's a huge release of whatever is stuck. 
That is so beautiful. I love that. Oh my gosh. I don't know about anyone listening, but I've totally fallen in love with Anna. Oh my gosh. Oh, what a spectacular, spectacular woman you are. Um, what are there any words of wisdom that you'd like to? I mean, you've shared so much already, but anything else you'd like to add um, before we talk about uh, your website and your newsletter and whatnot? Um, but is there anything else you'd like to share with them, like a word words of wisdom? I mean, um, I mean, let's let's take a big quote that I'm gonna not quote literally, but Picasso always said that the best artists are the kids. And I think that there's a big truth there in the sense that if you connect with your child within and with that creative, pure energy that you had as a kid, you can start moving the engine of, of creativity and, and, and for yourself. So if you don't do anything related to art, just try to remember, sit down and remember the kind of art you made as a kid. And maybe that's a good starting point. And then just find if you're challenged by, by technique or challenged by, by, you know, how to actually make it happen, just go and take a, 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 a Skillshare class or, a, you know, find something on YouTube and, and just give yourself permission to make art or to be creative in the kitchen or to be creative in the garden and just, just do it with the goal of finding the joy. It doesn't mm. need to go to a museum. It doesn't need to go to an art gallery. <laughs> it doesn't even need to hang in your wall. Just do it for the goal of finding the joy of making. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. And I'm just like noticing as you're speaking that I, I love to make things that I can bring others joy with. Like, like I'm thinking about, like, I love to massage people. I love, and there's a lot of creativity in my, my body work and I don't do it professionally. I just do it for fun. And, uh, and in my, like the food too, it's like, I, it's the, nothing brings me more joy than seeing like people sit at my table, eat my food. And I'm like, Oh, it's just so, it makes me so happy. <laughs> so interesting how that comes full circle, but I should find something also that brings me joy for myself. That's probably my dance. <laughs> yeah, all, all these movement, but maybe one day I'll be brave enough to put some paint to the canvas or to doodle uh, or to uh, to do something else like that. <laughs> um, so if you guys are want to learn more about her musings, her recipes and um, what she's up to, please sign up for her newsletter. Tell us about tell us about your newsletter. Sure. My um, you can sign up for my newsletter either through my Instagram or through my website. My website is Anna Loves Color. Anna is with one N because I'm from Mexico and we only use one N. So um, you go to Anna Loves Color, you'll see a bunch of all my creative stuff that I do. And um, in the newsletter, you can sign up and I'm not bugging you like all the time. I write it once a month and I make it juicy. <laughs> and, and in my newsletter, I share they are that I've done recently, but I also share interesting facts or interesting things that I find in regards of art making or in regards of creativity. I give a few tips to on how to do certain things art related or creative creativity related. And uh, every now and then I share a recipe. Um, next month I'm giving the recipe for my purple soup because it's perfect for, for fall. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I just I just want to to widen my circle because that's the best way to connect with people beyond your, you know, our tiny, tiny, tiny circles of the people that you see every day. And um, I know there's a lot of like-minded people out there, 
that I'm sure would enjoy my, my musings and my stories. Mm-hmm. And likewise, I would like to get to meet those people. Nice. So, you know, sign, again, sign up in my website, analogscholar.com or through my Instagram, which is also analogscholar. So beautiful. Thank you so much for this conversation. I got a lot out of it, and I hope our listeners did too. Thank, Thank you, you so again. much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be a value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast dash guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.